Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Bible Wire. In these podcasts, we discuss what the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Today, George Reuter, that's me, will be continuing our study on the book of Acts. Settle in for the next few minutes and learn more about who God is and how he loves. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the 56th episode in a string of episodes on the book of Acts. We are now firmly in Acts chapter 19. We are in the middle of that chapter, and I'm going to read verses 13 to 21 from Acts 19 in the NIV. Here's Acts 19, 13 to 21. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. After all this had happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I have been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. And this is the word of the Lord. We are in the middle of Acts 19, and this is a bizarre story. The seven sons of Sceva decide that there's power in the name of Jesus, and they like power. So they start casting out demons in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. They don't even know Jesus. They just know that Paul preaches Jesus and the name is powerful and they want in. So they figure that their in is to recognize the name of Jesus. But they also want to give credit to Paul because that's research. So they cast out demons in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. It is a bizarre story. Now, whether Sceva was the chief priest or the head of a priestly family, that's not entirely clear from the language, but it suffices to say that Sceva had a noteworthy family with some power in the land, and his kids thought that this Jesus guy was a ticket to more of that power. And that was the sin of the sons of Sceva. They just wanted power. They wanted the ability to walk into a situation and say some magic words and cast out demons. And so they do. They start casting out this and be goning that. And that's got to be an amazing thing. Think about this. They walk into a situation. They see a person who may have an evil spirit. And in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, be gone. And sometimes... That was enough. But one time, the demon responded. Jesus we know. Paul we know of. 
who are you? Somewhere in the annals of heaven is the video from this event, and I want it. I want to see this. I want to talk to people who were there. I want to know what this looked like. In particular, I want to know what the look was on the faces of the sons of Sceva. They're just wandering the land, shouting at demons, acting like they own the place, and one of them talks back. What did that sound like? Was it was it like Poltergeist? Was it like The Exorcist? Did the head spin around? Did the voice go deep? Like, how did that look? How did that sound? I want to know. And then it gets worse because the man with the evil spirit jumps on them, pummels them, in the fight strips them. This is a serious demonic encounter. I don't know if it's normal, but it's certainly serious. Richard Longenecker, quote, The name of Jesus, like an unfamiliar weapon misused, exploded in their hands, and they were taught a lesson about the danger of using the name of Jesus in their dabbling in the supernatural, end quote. This is what they felt. They just walked into a situation where they thought they were in control and they found out they were outmatched. They were overpowered by a man. The bunch of them were overpowered by a man with a demonic spirit. Can I say one more thing about demons? People talk about demons like they're past tense, like they used to be real long ago, but now we know about mental health, and so we know better, and so there aren't demons anymore. Folks, demons are real. Demons did not go away just because some folks created the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Just because a bunch of psychologists got together and created the DSM and said, now we understand mental illness to some degree, that doesn't negate the existence of demons. It isn't like demons were this creature that we used to personify mental health troubles. Demons are as real as angels are. If angels are real, then demons are real. So I don't want us to talk about demons like they're in the past tense. Like, oh, that's so cute. You believe in demons. That's really cute. That's cutting edge 1437. The people who dispute the existence of demons, do so on a limited basis of a limited understanding of complex mental health issues. Anyway, word got out. Because of course it did. Because this went viral. If there were video of it, it would have been shared millions of times. This is the stuff Rumor mills were made for. Did you hear the one about the seven sons of Sceva? Did you hear that they went to Jimmy's house and Jimmy had a demon and boy, you should have seen Jimmy. And the legend grows all of it. This went 
viral. Everybody gets to hear this story. And the result of that story is that the name of Jesus was exalted and many people came to faith because of it. The gospel spread because of this event and that is an active good for the community. How often does God do something extraordinary and people say, there is no one like this God. There is no one like this God. We've seen other other attempts at Godding. We've seen other would-be gods. No one has ever done what this one does. This one is unique. This one is special. And the virality of the telling of the story made it possible for the community to repent and believe in Jesus. And why is that good? Well, I mean, yes, every soul saved, praise God. And also, people practicing demonic arts gave up those practices. A bunch of people practicing witchcraft, practicing demonic arts. A number of people who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. The total estimated value was about 50,000 drachmas. Now, we'll do a little bit of math. A drachma was a day wage for a day laborer. So if that's $15 an hour on an eight-hour day, the total estimated value of the scrolls was $6 million. Which means two things. One, the things that were burned were valuable. And two, there was a boatload of them. There just was. Six million dollars worth of scrolls. That's a lot of scrolls. That's a lot of scrolls. So this is a big deal. People experienced real life change. They gave their lives to Jesus and that meant that they needed to put aside their own good ideas. This is discipleship. This is what it means to follow Jesus. We put aside our own ideas and embrace God's best ideas for our lives. Yes, I know this is what my friends think. Yes, I know this is what my mind thinks is a good idea. But what does the Bible say? What is God's idea on this? What does the scripture say? We put aside our own ideas. And your friends may be really bright and they may have a lot of wisdom. And your parents may be really bright and have a lot of wisdom. And your kids may be really bright and have a lot of wisdom. And your co-workers may be really bright and have a lot of wisdom. But if it isn't lining up with what the scripture says, it's not wisdom. It's just not. Discipleship means we put aside our ideas and embrace God's best. William Barclay, quote, It is all too true that too many of us hate our sins but cannot leave them. Even when we do seek to leave them, there is the lingering and the backward look. There are times in life when treatment must be surgical, when only the clean and final break will suffice, end quote. And that's what these people did. These people decided, I can't go halfway on this. I have to give up the sorcery. I have to give up 
the witchcraft. I have to give up the demonic arts. I have to put it completely away. I can't have the scrolls anymore. I can't have them on myself and have them on my shelf and say, I just won't read them. I've got to burn them. Burn the ships. What's the end result? The word of God spread through the land. And that's the goal of the gospel generally, isn't it? The end result is that the word of the Lord spreads through the land. May it be so in our time. May it be so in our region. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.